how you doing? <laughs> I am good, Miss Crystal. How are you doing in the great city of Little Rock? Right off of our doing great. West. Doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. I'm doing well. State. Thank you for having me. <laughs> In the, in the natural state. The natural Period. state. Hallelujah, <laughs> Father. It's natural in Arkansas, for sure. So, folks, Ms. Crystal has a business. She has a lot of things going on for herself. So we want to talk to her about her business. She's an MUA. She was just in our city glamming up a wedding this past weekend in Riverdale, Georgia. As y'all know, that's down there, Tara Boulevard, Clayton County. Clay Cole? Clay Cole? What's good? She, so she's doing, she travels. I mean, she'll come to you. She'll do your party, your fashion mm -hmm. show, your church women's day, whatever it is. Your <laughs> choir, you know, men's choir, women's choir, because men get glammed up too, obviously. So the women's from here. So yeah, everybody can get it done by Miss Crystal. Mm -hmm. Get that right. That's right. That's right. Everybody gets slayed. <laughs> yes, and she is slayed right now. I must say, Hallelujah, well, thank you. Father. Blessings <laughs> 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 upon thee. Blessings <laughs> upon thee. And she's also an HBCU grant. She went Shout out to Central State University. In Ohio, they're very rare to be up north, but in the Midwest, but yeah, she went there, so she would talk about that too. So, Miss Crystal, tell me this what got you to the glam business? Um, actually, when I was attending Central, um, I would say. Well, I was going to summer school for like, you know, my freshman and sophomore year. Then that junior year, I was like, yeah, kind of don't want to go. And my mom was like, well, I'm not paying for you to just kick it all summer. So I ended up working at Macy's in the day mall. And the manager at the time was like, oh, you have a great personality. You should work in cosmetics. I was like, oh, me? <laughs> so that's how I got my start. Junior year that summer, going into my junior year that summer, basically, I ended up working in the cosmetics department in Macy's, and that's how I got my head start into the beauty industry. Nice. So how are those young, infinite days when you was just a youngster out here grinding in this field? Because I know how it was me when I was a young buck in radio. How, how those days of trial and error and just trying to hustle and be on the ground was. So how was it those beginning days for you as you began your hustle? Well, you definitely learn like how to keep things, um, the, the personal and the professional separate. Like that was one of the things I had, I guess you could say I struggled with in the beginning because it was like I was doing friends and friends of friends and it was like, oh, we'll pay you later or Mm -hmm. I didn't have contracts, you know, I didn't really know how to go about this as a business because at the end of the day, I provide a service. Yes. So trying to find that balance where it's like, okay, you have to keep the personal and the professional separate. So I guess that would have been like my main thing that like I struggled with in the very beginning. And then also just building on your craft, like doing makeup is not just, I mean, you have to work on it like anything else you want to get good at. Like if you play sports, you got to practice. So basically doing makeup, I had to practice. Mm -hmm. you know to get you know be able to do all skin types all races 
men and women. So, you know, just one of those things you have to just keep at. And then also stand up with the trends. I mean, makeup has evolved. I've been in the makeup game since 2009, and a lot has changed from 2009 to now. So just making sure that I stay up with the trends. When you say 09, takes me back to May 9th, 09, when I graduated from Tennessee State. <laughs> in 12 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. 12 years. That rainy day in 09. Man, I came along with that rainy day in 09. I remember it was rainy day. Oh, it rained. It was cold at our graduation in 2010. I remember it was like the day, like the rehearsal. It was like kind of warm. And then the very next day, it was like freezing. I was like, that's Ohio weather for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you say you're a lover of beauty and fashion. So that was from mm-hmm. a, a young girl in Little Rock, huh? Was, was, yeah. it, was it mom and grandmom's makeup and perfume and doing it? Or what, what, what triggered as a young girl about the beauty and fashion? I, I just think I've always been like a super girly girl. Like I was always in dance. I was captain on the drill team and I was all... I took ballet and hip hop. So always got to wear makeup for like the shows and things. But I think I've always just loved like getting dressed up. Um, my mom definitely was, um, I'm not gonna say she was, she overdid it, but my mom had the blonde hair, like the mushroom back in the day, like mm-hmm. platinum blonde. I used to see her put on her makeup. And it's just one of those things where you just grow up and you just know, like, I just always loved it. Like, it never felt like a chore or a hobby. Like, it was always something fun for me. I never felt like it was something I had to be doing. It's like, I wanted to do it. So, and then as I got to the, I mean, you know, going to HBCU is like, that first year, you like kind of figuring out who you are and everybody's like getting into like fashion and it's like the retro theme and everybody's like doing everything like trying to reinvent themselves so you know college is like a big fashion show so every day was like I know it's funny stories me and my friends we used one of my friends shout out to Sharice Woods so we had a class together and everybody would make fun of us because we would come in late and we used to wear heels and but here come the clackers so like it was always something with fashion um and, and at the HBCUs, like, so I just think it has carried on a long way. And now as an adult, like, I love fashion. I love makeup. I love getting dressed. Like, I love helping other people get dressed. So it's just one of those things that I picked up and it's a part of who I am. I remember back in those days, I had a Blackberry, a trio, and a sidekick. I had oh, all Blackberries. I had, I had all BBMs <laughs> that thing back in the day. Like, hey, what's your BBM? Okay, oh I my got gosh, you. I remember those. <laughs> it's on the BBM too. Yes. Oh my and my pull-out God. grill I had too. My pull-out grill. Oh God. <laughs> Not the grills. Yes, we was rocking TSU with the pull-out grills at Tennessee State. That's what we was on, the pull-out grills. The grills. Oh, that's funny. Yes, the pull-out grills. We had our shades on. We come to class in all black. We come to class late, not giving a darn, because uh, <laughs> we, we, we had help with our work. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm going to stop right. now. Fuck anybody else in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to y'all helping me undergrad. Thank you. I appreciate you dearly. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. I'll leave it right there the way it is. So, so t- tell us about how was the homecoming for you guys up there? You know, I know at TSU, homecoming was like a big whole week, parades, the game at the stadium downtown, man. It was madness. How was homecoming up there at Central it's, State? It's the same way. I think HBCUs around the world, I mean, just, you know, in the United States, you know, are kind of all the same. So, 
uh, when I was an undergrad, it was like, of course, it was like a whole week of events for the students. And then, of course, like that Friday, Thursday, Friday was like when the old heads or the alumni would come back. And it was just like, it's always like a big family reunion. That's how I think about it. Like it's everybody and just mixed all in and you get to like meet people who graduated 10, 20, 30. And it was, I mean, it's people that would be like 70, 80 years old coming back to homecoming. They've been coming back for years. So it was the same way, the yard popping, everybody just, the vendors, the game, the parade, the band, the Greeks, like it was all like a big, like a big festival. Like it's, you know, like last year during the pandemic, we couldn't have homecoming. I was like, oh, we sick about it because like it's the one thing you like we look forward to going back to and actually two years I couldn't actually go back to my own homecoming back at Central State so I went to Philander Smith College which is a um, HBCU here in Arkansas and they're like they welcomed me in like also did you go here like where did you go I'm like no I'm here with a friend I'm like oh it's okay it's okay she with us she's cool so it's like anywhere you go if you go if, even if you didn't go to HBCU it's like so welcoming I think that's the one thing that you love about HBCUs it's like a family rather you went there or not so oh yes like it's, it's love at Howard the Mecca up in DC's love at Pine Pine Bluff Southern yeah. on the bluff down there Texas Southern Perry yeah. View show your love Hampton you yeah. know show your love A and T show yeah. your love so yeah man look hey HBCUs are all love here so right. we got that so tell me this though why do you choose Central though at the end of the day like for me mine was about sports but why did you choose yours? So there was a show called College Hill that oh, came BET. out in Virginia, <laughs> BET. And Virginia State was actually the, if I'm not mistaken, that was the college that was on there that year that I wanted to go. So I applied, you know how you have to put fill all those, those like the applications and all that stuff you have to fill out. Okay, so I did that. And I want to say like, it must have been like an fluctuation of people trying to go to Virginia State because like it took them like a whole year to get back to me for me to get accepted. In the meantime, I had applied to Tennessee State and I applied to Central State. But Central State was like the fastest to get back to me with everything, which I don't know if they just needed enrollment or what it was at the moment. But I had everything filled out before I got all my items back from Tennessee State and from Virginia State. So I ended up going to Central. I did want to go to an HBCU that was not buried in the South because, you know, a majority of them are mm -hmm. down South. So me being from Arkansas, I was like, let me see what else is, you know. And I like to, I wanted to experience something different. So I think I just chose that. I mean, I almost say Central, Central chose me because it was like, I could have went to Tennessee State. I could have went to, I mean, I, you know, I could have stayed right here and went to Palm Bluff. Like I knew people from there too. So it was just like, I wanted to, experience something different and I went there and I'm so glad I did like I have like lifetime friends family like right there from central and it's like I mean it was definitely a blessing to go there and experience the experiences I had there so no doubt I feel it I, I love it now tell me this you are autism advocate um you have a child with I autism. am you have a child with autism I do and uh tell us Jalen Jay Rich Tell us about young Jalen. Tell us about your advocacy and how having him spurred you into that advocacy. Yes. So Jalen is now seven. Um, I found out that Jalen had some developmental delays right for his second birthday. So, um, you know, just watching my child and like his characteristics change from a baby until he got into a taller stage, I noticed that he had a lot of anxiety for a kid. 
So basically, um, you know, in the black community, we don't always look at things or we like kind of sweep things under the rug, like, oh, he'll grow out of that. Or yes. but I just knew like this ain't something ain't really right going on. So I took him to like um, different um, therapists and we seen doctors. And basically at the age of two, we started going to a developmental preschool, which basically where he got therapy at. Um, speech therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy. Um, he had a behavior analysis. Like we, I just dove right in and um, being a single parent, like you have to just, you know, I feel like God does give like some of his biggest battles to his strongest warriors. So I was like, you just have to be strong and overcome everything. And now he's seven. Um, he's verbal. I, he's, he doesn't say every single thing, but I, he gets his point across. And um, that was the best thing I could have did was basically change my life as far as like um, getting like a routine for him, um, making sure he was seen by a therapist, getting him in the right preschools. And um, so we go to the autism walk here every year. It's in October and we raise money um, for Autism Speaks. And I just, you know, I think if anyone feels, you know, I mean, because I guess I felt you know, why me or, you know, who to ask for help. Like you just have to reach out because there is help for people. Um, people will guide you on the right path. And we have been doing so good. Like my son is, I'm his number one fan. He already knows. So he's doing really, really good. If you might hear him in the background here and there, but he's, um, you definitely have to just step out on faith, do what you need to do. And then just know that everything will work in like how it's supposed to, it works out for you. So. And I love Special Olympics too, because those kids are so pure. They're they're, they're so mm -hmm. pure and innocent. They're not, you know, they, they just, just want to be loved and shown appreciation. So yeah. I love Special Olympics events here in Atlanta, Atlanta and Nashville. We do those things. So we love those. And I, plus, I, my cousin, my favorite yeah. cousin is developmentally delayed. My best friend is developmentally mm -hmm. delayed. So, but never judge them. So for me, I've been dealing right. with this, this since I was a child with my two people, our closest two fours family-wise have issues mm -hmm. and I don't judge them one bit they my guys right and yeah I'm gonna take care of them because that's the way it's what yeah. it's about so most definitely right. it makes you stronger it shows you how to be human how to be humble absolutely thankful and appreciative you know yeah and not and you, it also makes you fight too because you mess with somebody yeah. I love I'm gonna kick your ass because <laughs> <laughs> I don't play about Jalen, everybody know. Because I wait a second, what was said? Clear it up. Because getting the hands. But yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely a he's definitely a trooper. And you know, I think because I have ex I say exposed him, but you know, I don't treat him like he has a handicap. So mm -hmm. like you know, I talk to him like I'm talking to you, Jalen. Come here, do this. Open the door. Do like I talk to him. You know, I want people to know he understands. Now he doesn't always communicate like he wants to, but he'll get to the point. He'll tell you he's hungry, he's sleepy, he's thirsty. You know, he might say juice, please, but he'll get the point across the way he needs. And you know, as we keep, you know, we're just gonna keep going on. Like he's in school, he's in, um, he's doing well in school. He's still getting his therapy. So we just, you know, we persevere. We're gonna keep on rolling. Speaking of that, in here, Crystal. You are a single mother, a single parent, and your hustle at the same time. Perseverance right there. Tell us about that. What motivates you, you every know, day to be on the grind? Um, you know, I have to, you know, my son, number one, you know, he propels me to be great because it's just me and him. So I have to basically do what I need to do to support our lifestyle. So I have a full-time job 
like a full-time day job. I have, I'm a freelance makeup artist and I also a boutique owner. So honestly, you know, every day I'm not motivated. I'm not going to lie, but I have to be disciplined to do what I need to do. And on top of that, I want to have a social life. I'm, I want to work out. Like it's other things too. So it's, it's like, you have to make sure there's Jayla making noise. There's other things too. What you up, have bro? To, What's up, homie? Um, have to put into play. <laughs> in the back. This, you have to put into play. So I just have to make sure that the days that I'm not motivated, I'm disciplined enough to know, like, get up, grind it out. Monday through Friday, 8 to 4.30, day job, come home, get my kid fed, um, sit down, do my little social media stuff for the boutique, book my appointments on the weekend or sometimes in the evening. It's just, you know, it's a continuous cycle. Like I'm always working. Like I'm always busy, but that's okay because I know all that pays off. You know what I mean? I'm successful um, in all avenues. So therefore I can't really complain about it. Now I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I am tired, but you know, when you're not motivated, you have to be disciplined. I think that's what I've been practicing. You now, especially since I reached my thirties, like sometimes you're not motivated. You just do not want to do it, but then you have to, you know, kick into that discipline. Like, well, I'm doing it because I have to do it. You know, and it pays off. People see your hard work too. No doubt, and you, and you also love to travel, explore new, yes. explore different cultures. So tell us this: yes. what is your favorite place to travel to? What is your ideal destination spot for a vacation? Well, I don't know if I have a favorite place to travel. So I guess in the states, um, I don't know. I like visiting everywhere though, like. Um, of course, I love going to Cali because it's so many like different cultures right in Cali. Like, so not just going to LA, but going to San Francisco, um, where else can you, Sacramento, any place, you know, there's so many different like places, you know, that I guess you could say I would like to travel um, in the United States. But um, actually two years ago, two years ago, yeah, two years ago, me and my family traveled to the Dominican. It was right when, all, do you remember all that stuff that was happening about the liquor? And, mm -hmm. Okay, so we had bought our tickets, like booked the trip and everything in 2018. So when 2019 happened, all that stuff came out. We was all kind of like, oh, should we go? Should we not go? We ended up going. Um, we stayed at like a four-star resort. It was amazing. Like none of that stuff that the media was talking about even happened at our resort. We was like, we was all scared. We did. I ain't gonna lie. We did pack our own liquor <laughs> just to be sure. But once mm -hmm. we ran out of liquor, we was like, so we're going to try this bar or are we not? So we went and we had a blast and, you know, the best part about going to Dominican was going to like, we did a, what are those things called? The, um, you do like the RTV, what are they called? The little the, uh, excursions. There we go. Yes, excursions. So we went yes. one of the excursions we did. Um, we went and ate at like Dominican food at like this um, place. It was like so good too. So it was just, you know, to experience how they eat, the type of food they eat, the sauces. It was just, you know, some people didn't like it. And I, of course, because you just, if you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. But it was just different to see like how they eat, how they live and, you know, where they live and outside of the resort, because of course the resort is a luxury. And then you get to like where they are like, oh, everybody's not like the United States, but it was cool. Like I had a good time. So I think the next place I want to travel to, well, I was supposed to go to Hawaii in 2020, but the pandemic. Same up, here. It put a, you know. Yeah, I'd already paid for it too and lost some major coin. Oh, well, see, they gave me my money back. Man, mm. I, I lost uh, three stacks minimum. Oh, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. But that, that's one of, the, one of the places I do want to actually visit. Um, a lot of people were going to Denver. I'm seeing, you know, this vegan social media, and I was like, oh, Denver sounds cool. I don't know how, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the cold weather, but I still feel like that's somewhere I want to visit. Um, and then, of course, out of the country, I want to visit Greece. I had seen a, a few people post about, like, Greece and, like, those caves. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. So those are like kind of the, so I guess the main two, three things I guess I want to go visit. I want to go to Greece, I want to go to Hawaii, and I'm going to go to Denver. I hear Denver's a fun place. I've been there many a times with the Atlanta Hawks. So okay. Denver's a very fun place to be. And okay. uh, I catch me a contact guy when I'm there every time. <laughs> <laughs> Get bossman unfiltered at that point, and then you y'all want that because the FCC will fire my ass if I go unfiltered. They'll fire me. I'll be don't have a show no more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So you kind of brought it up. You know, I know in the radio field for me, social media versus reality is funny. Mm-hmm. And everybody looks at my pages. I keep it about my show. Yeah, I don't let you into my real life on my pages mm-hmm. for various reasons. Mm-hmm. You know. Because I, I don't want to have a, a blogger from Atlanta. One and all, all the major gossip sites are in Atlanta. I don't need those problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you balance trying to, you know, be about you being a being a single mother, being a parent, also promoting mm-hmm. yourself at the same time, not not letting people define who you are based on what you post, or letting them get in your head and say you got to be doing it, doing that, do do this, or just you just be about doing Crystal and what she wants to do for her business, not let other, other people brand you per se you know what i really focus on posting stuff that's positive of course i post you know your occasional selfie and uh, my makeup stuff but i really try to um keep my social media more just positive and realistic like i'm not on there posting like you know i always say like the you know the phone the money phones people we have like the stacks of money Mm -hmm. and buy luxury cars and i like i just feel like that's even if that was if i was having stacks of money like every I wouldn't even post it because I just feel like that's still personal and I think sometimes you have to just post like sometimes I post things that are not even related to my life like if it's something funny I might just post it because it's funny not because it's like necessarily related to my life and I think that's the one thing people have to realize like social media is entertainment it shouldn't be like you definitely shouldn't compare your real life to like you know celebrities and other things because you know the crazy thing is there are a lot of people on social media who i hate to say this don't have anything in real life like they, they have you. all these followers and they sleep in a car or they sleep in you know especially in some of these major cities like la i have a friend we were just talking about this about how he was in the music business i think he did pr for like a company at some point and he was saying like there was like a lot of social media influencers who basically like it's four and five people to one bedroom like, mm-hmm. but you think because they post, you know, they in a car and they didn't post something, you see they Mercedes symbol or the BMW symbol, or, you know, they make sure if they're in a section with a celebrity that you could see the celebrity that that's their life and, and all life, they want to sleep in a, a one bedroom with five other people. Like, that's not realistic. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not living luxury because I feel like when you are luxury, you you live normal. That's that's your normal lifestyle. You don't have to pretend to be luxurious if you if you really have it. So I think I just, you know, I post what's realistic for me as far as like I just try to keep it positive and then I'm just not trying to flex. Like I think your biggest flex is not flexing. No doubt. And the last topic we got for you today is this like 
as a hustler, I know what it is. Trying to mm-hmm. date somebody is hard. If they don't understand your grind. Ooh. If they don't understand the grind, they take, they take it personal when you have to be on the road or be away, have to have take a phone call past business hours. Mm-hmm. Because when you are an entrepreneur and a hustler, your, your job is 24-7. It don't stop. Period. Yeah, that's and you right. have to understand that. And I feel like people who are insecure and needy and clingy can't yeah. handle a hustler. And I know that from my experience been in this game for damn near 10 years. I know what mm-hmm. time of day it is. Yeah. And so then you got to worry about the, the, the image and judging you. Because, you know, I, I, I'm going to see what I get. You like the, you like the, you like the players are. No. I don't got their money. I have a lifestyle. <laughs> I got their money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I know what I get in my field. So how is it in your field trying to date and deal with people and who don't understand the grind or, or too needy, too clingy, or want too much too soon, or want this and want that because you can't give it to them right then and there? Um, I'm single. <laughs> so... <laughs> that's probably part of why I'm single. Like, you know, dating is really, first of all, because I tell people like, besides business, I'm a mom too. So I just can't introduce people to my son just because. So I've been out of relationship for, I guess going on four years now. And dating for me right now was just like, really, I got to make sure the person, whoever I'm dating or when I start like dating seriously is my friend. Because I think um, being able to balance a friendship with me, maybe it uh, help them also balance a uh, uh, intimate relationship with me too. Because I need somebody who's gonna, I need when we on friend, I need the friend. When I need a business partner, I need the business partner. When I need my love, I need my love. I need to make sure that we can, we know which role to play. Because when I'm doing business or making business move, I need a business partner. I don't need you to be my lover right now. I need you to be like, let's talk about this money. Let's talk about this finance. Let's talk about what we're doing. What's the next step. But then also when it's time to unwind and come home, I need my lover. I need, I need that companion. Like you got to make sure that, you know, that the relationship got a nice flow. Not to say things are going to be perfect because that's not realistic, but ultimately you want to make sure, I want to make sure they understand it too. Plus I want somebody who I heard getting it too. I don't want somebody who can be texting me, what you doing, what you doing, what you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like when you are busy, you don't have time to sit up a text and talk on phone all day. You got to check in real quick and then move on like with your day. So I think I also have to have someone who's doing stuff also. They have to have, you know, their own business or not necessarily on business, but have their own plans, everything they have going on too, because that allows me to do me, him to do him. And then when it's time to come together, it's like that. But I guess you could say right now, I'm not really like dating seriously like that. Like, I mean, I think though, I meet people and vibe with people all the time. And I'm always looking for connections and things like that. But dating, yeah, it's hard out here. Ooh, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Shoot. Tell me yeah, about it's it. It's hard. Especially but you got to, you know. Especially when you got suckers who, who trying to, you know, use you for stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's, I mean, that goes for men and women. Like, you know, you know I'm not going to lie. Like, I know that, you know, I like to think that I'm pretty, beautiful. You know, i am got confidence in myself. I got a little shape on me. So, you know, people see that and they might think, oh, she going or whatever the case may be. But I have to quickly remind people, I'm not young in my 20s no more. I'm past 30. And at this point, it's like, well, what else do you see besides this? So that's where you cut out half the fear right there. <laughs> no, for real. Like, cause when you're not putting out that, that cuts, that cuts a lot of people off. When you're that not cuts half out. the field. 
when you're not putting out, it cuts out half the people. But, you know, you just have to, you know, I tell people, keep it classy. Do what you're going to do, but just keep it classy. You know what I'm saying? And then I just, I'm up front with, you know, up front and honest with people. Like, that's not what I'm looking for. That's not what I want. And then you can choose at that point to either you want to still try to talk, date, be friends, or you can move on and do what you're going to do, which is no, that's one thing, no hard feelings. I think people think because, you know, you quit talking to someone or you, you know, y'all fade away that it's, it's beef. But at this point, it's just like, maybe we wasn't compatible. So it's okay if we do other things. So I'm going to teach you a saying that I learned years ago, PYP, pick your path. <laughs> Okay. You got path A, path B, or path C. Now, A is good. Mm-hmm. B is good. Mm-hmm. C is see you later. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so pick your path. Pick your path. Uh. We can go A, the the way is, we might want to go that way. We can go B, make a, come, come up with something, or see your, see your way. There you right. That's right. That's, That's how you right. do it. And last one we got for you is this. Uh, you know, you say you got shape on you. So, you know, you are natural. I'll, From I'll the leave, natural state, baby. I'll leave it there. You're natural. So, I am. Talk, talk about body positivity. Um, trying to, you know, get people to respect the black woman's natural body. And it's funny how non-blacks co-opt the black body, try to knife themselves up to look like the black body that's natural yep. and but at the same time when black women wear certain things they're vilified for it or if a black woman is bigger or not yep. the, the pencil type they're vilified for some things so talk about that being a woman who has a shape and who was built naturally um how's 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 that how's that work for you and in your field and trying to encourage other women to accept their bodies Love themselves and don't let anybody else define them or what or, or define what beauty is for them. Right. So I'm gonna like take it back just a little bit. So I remember when I was growing up, because I've been shapely since I mean, I'm gonna say like in seventh grade, I remember being like more curvy than the other seventh graders. So I remember when like, you know, having a a fat ass, big booty, whatever you want to call it. I remember when that was like only for like, do you remember like the Vixen era? It was oh like, yes, I remember very well. Okay, so anybody who was like a video girl or a Vixen, it was like that that body type was like deemed for those people. Everybody wanted to be like you know the Brandys, the Monicas, the Leah. So like at that point. I remember growing up wanting to be slimmer because it was like they was deemed pretty and then the other people was deemed like, no offense to no vixen, shout out to the vixens, y'all do y'all thing. But they was deemed like hoes. Like everybody was like, oh, the vixen girls or the people who in the videos, they sleeping around, they they slept them to get where they at. So I was like, what? So then it was like, coming to like the 2000s, I'm just, I feel like for my era, it was like the Kardashians came and it was like when the Kardashians came out, Kim to be specific, it was like everybody was on this, gotta have this big booty, small waist. And then you just started seeing it like trending. So then it was like plastic surgery came out, whereas plastic surgery used to be like a secret. Like if you got anything, any work done, you never told people. Then it was like, became like right now, I feel like it's a trend. So sometimes I, I feel like I'm defending my natural body against like, oh, your boy got to be paper. I'm like, wait a second. Like, wait, I've, I've been this shape. Like, I, you know, 
but you just have to honestly love yourself like self-love is so important because looking at the no for real looking at social media you can get so down on yourself especially like if you have a baby like your body is never the same after you have a baby or if you you know go through anything depression or anything like will you gain weight or lose a significant amount of weight because it's like everybody wants to have like small small waist big big booty it's like i mean if you got it get it and then if you want to get surgery get that if that's going to make you happy but it should be about self not about social media not about a man not about a woman it should be that's what i'm doing because it makes me feel good and you know i mean last year during the pandemic i picked up some pounds sitting in the house not doing nothing and i looked at myself one day and i was like yeah i don't like this so i started working out you know yeah i can go get light bowl and tummy tuck and all that but i just feel like for me working out i mean also it relieves a lot of stress um it makes me feel good and it teaches me how to live a healthy lifestyle so for me i choose to work out for some people they might not want to they want to go get tummy tuck 360 lipo by all means sis whatever you want to do make sure you're just doing it for you if you want to work out don't complain get up work out eat healthy you want to get a tummy tuck do your research Find the right doctor. Make sure you have the proper help. Like, I think everything is about making sure you're doing it for yourself and then you're researching what you're doing. Just like if you want to change your lifestyle, you should be researching what health benefits for me, not for what everybody else. But it's definitely hard trying to not look at social or society and what they deem as beautiful and knowing that you are beautiful, you are worthy, and just whatever body you got just rock it knowing what type of clothes look good on you you know what i'm saying there's and i must say there are certain things that look better on smaller frame people like there's certain dresses i can't wear because they just don't look good on me and that's okay knowing that something just not for you is just not for you that doesn't mean that you can't wear certain things you just have to know dress your size because there are a lot of plus size women who be bad okay there's a lot of slim tall women model like women bad like it's just whatever you feel you know i don't think we need to i think we need to start thinking that beauty is what is in the inside of course you want to see it on the outside but you can see somebody who's beautiful on the outside and they're disgusting nasty attitude and that to me that takes away everything so it's just you know loving yourself doing what you want to do for you is more important than you know what you see on don't get caught up in the hype because at the end of the day you what you did all that and you still hate yourself you know what i mean like if you want to do anything make sure you're doing it for you because that's who was that's who it should be for for yourself no doubt well crystal before we finish up this segment here uh tell us how to reach you on on the social medias the instagram uh-huh. facebook's twitters and those things so the sort of people here on the boss man radio network all our affiliates 34 of them all signed <laughs> by me uh, affiliates <laughs> can hit you up and get and get some there's some glammed up get some stuff from the boutique and also learn about some the natural state some more <laughs> tell yes. them to find you. so my personal page on um Instagram is Miss Perfect, M-Z-P-E-R-F-E-K-T. And then if you click on my personal page, my makeup by Crystal H is on there. And also Final Touches Boutique. You can click right on my bio and then follow me on both. Um, on Twitter, I just have um, I just have a personal account, which, you know what? What is my Twitter? I should know. Ain't that sad? That's how you, you, know, gotta you gotta know everything. You gotta know all your, all your particulars. <laughs> all the particulars. I gotta be known. People gotta hear this stuff. Some people are Twitter people. Some know, are IGs. Some are Facebooks. And some are LinkedIn people, even. 
I got it. I got it. I'm going to it right now because I need to. I should do better. So on um, Twitter, my name is Perfectly Homes, spelled the same way with the um, with a K, P E R F E K T L Y, and then Homes H O L M E S. Perfectly Homes. That's me on Twitter. And then I also have um, Facebook, which is just my name, Crystal Homes, and my makeup page is Makeup by Crystal H. And then my boutique page is FT Boutique. Um, you can find all of that just on my main page though. So you get on my, um, it's it, actually, if you get on my Instagram, it links you to all that stuff. So. No doubt. Well, yep. folks, that's little, little rock for you. Crystal Holmes, boss man show on you your radio <laughs> folks. She'll be back. Um, Neek is out for who knows how long. <laughs> so she will be on the news segment, the Boss Report, up next. Check that out for you on the Boss Man Show back with you. Boss Report News. Chill. Stick and stay. Little Rock's here. 5501. You feel me? 501. Little Rock in the building. <laughs> no doubt. We're back in a little bit. We out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.